dreams just random images fired from an unconscious brain during sleep? Or something much more important, like life-saving inner guidance? How dreams can be healing and early warning tools for disease, financial crisis, or success. And love is still one of the behavioral science's greatest unanswered questions. Hello, I'm your host, author Kat O'Keefe Cannabis. Welcome to Dreaming Healing, where dreams and cutting-edge scientific research meet on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Dreaming Healing is every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern, with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, when you can call in and ask Kat questions about your amazing dreams. Talk on air. Call toll-free, 833-220-1200. That's 833-220-1200. Come live your dreams out loud with Kat. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Kat Cannabis, and you are listening to Dreaming Healing on Dream Vision 7 Radio TV Network. And our show tonight is going to be about awakening, rising into consciousness. I know I, I do all my shows about dreams, and this is about a bit about dreams too, but what do you do? with your dreams, you awaken from them. And we're gonna be talking about going from that dream state of awakening from the dream into rising into consciousness. If you're just listening to us right now, we are actually a video podcast, just like TV. And you can watch us either on your, your uh, phone or your PC. And what you can do if you're not listening right, if you're not watching right now and you're only listening and you'd like to see us because we have a great panel tonight, you can go to my website. You can just type in in Google, Cat the Queen of Dreams, and that's K A T, Cat the Queen of Dreams, and it'll come right up on Google search. You can go to my website, and if you look up in the top right hand corner, You'll see these black buttons and one of them will say Dreaming Healing Radio Show. Just click on that. It'll take you to my website on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. And you'll see a little TV with these cute little antennae on it. Click that and you can watch us right now. And from that page, you can also go to all the archives and have fun watching and listening. So um, I know we've all heard about being woke I mean, if you're alive right now, you've heard of woke, but how is woke different from awakening? Is there a difference? Yes, there is. And can an awakening create a rising in consciousness? Well, our esteemed guest tonight, Reverend John Scott, Bishop Carlton Pearson, and Pastor D.E. Polk say yes. And we're going to talk to them about that. But first, we're going to do our protection meditation. So those of you who are with me for the very first time tonight, just follow my voice and I will lead you through this quick meditation where we are going to surround ourselves with a protection bubble. And that protection bubble is going to be around you forever because we want it so therefore it is. So if you're driving and you're listening to me on your on your radio right now, your car radio, don't close your eyes. <laughs> this will still work. It'll work really well. Just listen to us, okay? And then when you get to wherever you're going, you can always pull us back up on your PC or on your phone, and you can close your eyes and do it again, okay? 
So right now what I want you to do is just kind of get comfy, get comfy in your seat. Just feel yourself dropping down, getting ever so heavy while at the same time feeling yourself become light. I want you to take three deep breaths in. We're going to hold them and then we're going to blow them across the room into the purple flame of St. Germain where they're going to be converted into beautiful golden light and return to the universe, which will then return it to us for the circle of life. Okay, deep breath in, hold it. Imagine any negativity that you may have picked up this week, getting caught in the breath of life and blow it out across the room into the purple flame of St. Germain. See it converted into beautiful golden light going up past the moon, past the stars, up, up into heaven, making a U-turn and coming right back down into our seventh chakra, filling our body with golden light. Again, deep breath in, hold it. Imagine any negativity you may have shared this week, knowingly or unknowingly, caught in that breath of life, blow it out, gone, into the purple flame of Saint Germain. One more time, deep breath in, any negativity that you've carried with you since you were a child into that breath of life, blow it out into the purple flame of St. Germain. See it being converted into beautiful golden light because we don't want to litter. Going up into the heavens, making a U-turn. Feel it coming back down into your seventh chakra, filling your whole body. Oh, it's so warm. It feels so good. Now, I want you to imagine while you're filling up with this golden light, imagine holding in your hand a power tool, a power gift. Anything that is powerful for you can be a necklace. It can be a piece of jewelry. It can be your favorite flower or rock. Anything that is powerful for you. Imagine holding it in your hand. We're going to swing it all around our body. And as we do that, we are creating a protective mirrored bubble around us that only allows that which is of the highest and best to come in, brought by our spirit guides. Anything else is reflected back from whence it came. We wish it so, and therefore it is. Feel yourself coming back into your body. If you need to, put your fingertips together and press and then create the, the prayer sign, pushing on all of, your, all of your little chakras in your hands that will bring you back into your body. While you're doing that, I'm going to tell you about our guests tonight. Reverend John Scott is a three generations fundamental preacher who from his earliest years has always had a love of music, singing in church, and connecting with people. John is a consummate communicator and world changer who skillfully unveils a mystery through meditation, song, or inspiration message. He makes a cosmic concept 
of universal accessible. And EA makes it easy to understand through his visionary teachings. He is a man who is helping to create a better world by showing people a new way to see it. And he's received some of his inspiration from the teachings of leaders such as Dr. Wayne Dyer, Bishop Carlton Pearson, who you're gonna to meet tonight too, and Baba Ram Das. He considers himself a lifetime student and open to all inspiration. You can learn more about him by going to firstunity.org and also the firstunity.org event, Awakening Conference, Rising into Consciousness. We're going to be talking about that tonight. We're tying it all into this show. Another thing is on my website for Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, I have four different hot links for Reverend John, and you can just go to that site, click on them, and they will take you there. And for those of you who see the poster, the QR codes on the poster, just hold your phone up to it. This is how it works. Just hold your phone up to the QR code and look for your, your little camera. Hold it up, find your camera, and then you just click it. And the QR code will take you right there. It's just like so easy. So our second guest tonight is Bishop Carlton Pearson. And for those of you watching this show, you can see him. He's, he's right here on the page now. He's the author of The Gospel of Inclusion. And I love this one. And get the hell out of my Bible. I love that. When I saw that, I was like, yes, I'm going to really like this man. He had a documentary movie, American Heretics, on Netflix. And it was about him. It was one of the, he was one of the most beloved Pentecostal Christian personalities of his generation. And thousands would fill arenas and churches to hear him sing and preach and inspire. <clears throat> drastically changed when he stood on his mega church pulpit and proclaimed a new doctrine, one that I actually loved, one that declared that because of Christ, no soul will spend eternity in hell. Well, this controversial doctrine polarized faith communities all over the world. And Bishop Pearson wasn't prepared for the rejection and stones aimed at him. He lost everything. He lost his influence, his church, his friends, and his finances. In a short period of time, one of the church's most beloved went from hero to zero, seemingly overnight, and became the most prominently titled heretic. Yeah, you heard me right, heretic of his generation. So after spending the last two decades that's 20 years, guys, two decades, rebuilding and rebooting his life and ministry. Carlton Pearson has emerged with a new purpose aimed to help others examine and reconsider what they believe, why they believe, and how those beliefs add to or subtract from the quality of their lives. He believes that life's breakdowns can turn into break. Throughs. And you can learn more about him at www.bishoppearson.com. And that's B I S H O P P E A R S O N.com. Again, 
I have uh, one, two, three hot links for him on my Dream Vision 7 Radio Network website. You can just go there and click it and read all about him, know him. Although you're going to get to know him pretty well on this show tonight, you may want to get to know him even deeper. And thirdly, we have Pastor D.E. Polk, and he's the senior pastor of Spirit and Truth Sanctuary in Atlanta, Georgia, where he successfully transitioned an evangelical charismatic church into a thriving, multicultural, interfaith, LGBTQ plus affirming congregation. And DE holds a Master of Theology Studies, MTS, in Global Religions from Emory University's Candler School of Theology and is widely known as a, wait for it, radically inclusive minister. We're hearing about a lot of those now. It's like the, the cream is rising to the top. He believes that the Christ spirit is present in all of creation and cannot be defined by nor confined to Christianity. D.E.'s preaching, and this is a quote, D.E.'s preaching is as easygoing as the church's approach to differences. No wagging fingers or thunderous revelations. He treats parishioners as fellow companions on a spiritual journey. He sprinkles his conversational sermons with references to everyone from the Buddha to Teddy Pendergrass. And that was by John Blake, CNN enterprise writer slash producer. And again, you can learn more about him from mytruthsanctuary.com. And that's M-Y-T-R-U-T-H-S-A-N c-t-u-a-r-y dot com my goodness we just had so much to talk about here uh welcome to the show gentlemen thank you to be here thank you we're so glad you're here with us tonight uh this is gonna be an awesome show so um i would like to start with a question for all three of you and i'm gonna start with uh reverend john scott um reverend scott with your backgrounds in religion and spirituality, what is your current work right now in spirituality? Uh, first of all, being a student, uh, being wide open. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a beautiful space of freedom. Seriously, there's, there's, no, um, there's no dogma. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no need to be right anymore for me. Uh, there's no need to really apprehend any knowledge. I know that anything we think we know is always mm -hmm. limited. Um, knowledge in this life is limited to what we've experienced here. So being wide open to every opportunity that presents itself, that's the work I'm doing now, just asking us to go into the mystery and release our history. Wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, so let's, uh, I, same question to you, Bishop Carlton Pearson. Pretty much the same. Um, I am um, approaching my 70th year and just in a few weeks, and I'm reconsidering everything that I once believed and inviting others to rethink what they believe, why they believe it, and how those beliefs add to or subtract from the quality of their lives. It's a wide open field of wondering. I, I address thousands of people, you know, through the internet and cyber, and uh, but I'm not trying to preach as much as reach people 
who are in between seasons and sessions of consciousness and are ready to reevaluate, reconsider, uh, remember their dismembered selves and souls and pull themselves into a different kind of wholeness uh, and become less religious and more relational. And I believe that's possible. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I think that's, that's beautifully said. And uh, Reverend uh, Polk, where are you on this journey? now right now interesting uh place to be because growing up very religious i'm a fifth generation preacher raised in classical pentecost and as bishop pearson and uh pastor john scott and i have kind of coined the phrase we are now metacostals where we understand the metaphysical expression of expanded consciousness and to be in a space where uh, as as Pastor Scott alluded to earlier that the questions become more paramount than the answers. I, I taught this past Sunday, we had several families join the church and they asked about our new members uh, teaching. And I said, well, we have a gathering of fellowship, but we teach nothing in the new members class because there's nothing for us to teach you. They looked at me strange. I said, my job is not to teach you anything. It's to remove the obstacles that keep you from seeing, remembering, recovering, rediscovering what you already know. And what is that? That you're made in the image and likeness of God and good, that the kingdom of God is within, not without, that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, that we are all a piece, um, an expression of the Christ mind, the Buddha nature, uh, and uh, that we are created by God, creative like God, and co-creating with and as God, which leads us really to the only question that ever matters in life, and that is, is it working for you? And if it's not working, we can argue all day theology, philosophy. I just uh, finished a uh, degree in global religions. The only question that matters is, is it producing righteousness, peace, and joy in your life? I love that. Great. So all three of you have a strong background in the Pentecostal uh, church. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. But yes. are your churches right now, would you define them as Pentecostal, all three of you? What about you, John, uh, Reverend Scott? Are, are you, are, is your church Pentecostal? You know, I, I wouldn't see it necessarily as that. One of the things that I do, um, because I think that's actually probably an antiquated terminology, and it's one of the reasons I think we've started using Metacostal, because meta is to go beyond. And that's what we're in the process of doing, is to even go beyond the Pentecostal expression. And, and it's really more about expression. I think what we're talking about when we say that, and I'll only speak for myself here, is that a lot of excitement was in that environment. We grew up where our services were exciting. There was a high energy. And what, would I, what I think we found is that in a high energy environment, people activate and engage and become filled with joy and they become filled with the emotions and you can only attract to the level of your vibration. And so our attempt, I think, is to raise the vibration. So the styling, some people maybe would say, can sometimes be Pentecostal, but I think we've moved past that. And I don't mean that in, in any flippant way toward others who continue to be there. But I think we've moved on to an expression, again, that doesn't have a language. In some ways, it may be Pentecostal because we are speaking in a new tongue. Um, and we are beginning to speak a message that I think humanity is vibrating toward right now. So in some ways, yes, maybe in styling sometimes, uh, it definitely is exciting. Uh, we have a good time. At, but I don't really even consider our community a church. I mean, we're, we're kind of moving past that, too. Yes, I, I've been to, to the services. I've been to quite a few of the services. And I would call it a meta service. It's a little bit of everything. Um, it's like a buffet. 
and you get to pick what works for you and nobody holds you responsible for that. They don't say, no, 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 no. You have to stay in this box. There is no box. And that's what I find so engaging. The box is whatever you decide you want to put yourself in or not. Absolutely. So uh, um, let me go to you, uh, Reverend Polk. What about, is, is your church actually full Pentecostal? Because when I was reading it, it didn't seem like it. <laughs> One of the things that... Um, you know, one, this, guy, this guy's not full Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, some of our members still speak in tongues, if that's... Um, that's kind of one of the traditional uh, definitions of, of Pentecost, that you have an utterance of a heavenly language that um, is, is beyond human comprehension. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things I think that I'm encountering in, what do you call it, U- new thought, unity, religious science, science of mind, uh, expanded consciousness, you know, whatever, whatever we call the, uh, the higher mind, is that there's a fear of terminology. And that's actually, if we can put that in juxtaposition uh, with, um, with newer terms, sometimes a fear means that there's a place, that there's a need for healing. And whether it's, that, whether it's calling God, God, or spirit, or energy, or vibration, or frequency, the allowance to let everyone journey as they journey. Uh, and so if a Pentecostal wants to speak in tongues, they do. If, yes. if a Buddhist comes to our service and wants to bow, or genuflect, or... A Hindu wants to say Om. They are allowed. They are allowed that space. Um, and so, in that framework, yes, we are Pentecostal. Absolutely, yes, we are New Thought. Yes, we are all things to all people because God is too big to be placed in a specific definition. Um, and so, that's a, <laughs> a little bit of an interesting answer there. There's some space that needs to be healed uh, for those who are a little bit afraid of terminology. Mm-hmm. So it's a space that's totally inclusive. We've got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to be asking Bishop Carlton Pearson the same question. So, I'm, you know, he, he's got a little edge over you two because um, he gets to think about his answer. I just kind of sprung it on you. Thanks <laughs> so a lot, don't, <laughs> We'll be right back. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing Shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience Hope, the magic elixir of miracles through the personal stories of New York Times bestselling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. 
If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through Mayhem to Miracles, Sacred Stories of Transformational Hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? Faith in God, gratitude, authenticity, and giving are Teresa Velarde's heart. It's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch. Conversations That Make a Difference is now on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. world facing annihilation, a miraculous African nun rises to become the first female pope through a web of war, murder, and betrayal. Loved by some, hated by many, she becomes the deadly target of Islamic terrorists and her own cardinals as she introduces a new vision that will either save humanity or accelerate its destruction. Four people must race against a nuclear holocaust to learn her astonishing secret. Pope Annalisa is available at PeterCanova.com, Amazon, and other online booksellers and bookstores worldwide. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back. You are listening or watching Dreaming Healing on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. And I'm your host, Kat Cannabis. And we're talking about, um, oh my gosh, the closest thing I can t- I, I can uh, pin on this would be a revival <laughs> on, on, um, on, uh, on a TV, on your laptop, if you're watching. This is just so cool. We're, we're actually getting to see a shift in the concept of religion, turning it into a meta service. It's no longer labeled. You don't put a label on and walk into a church. You bring your faith and you bring your belief and you celebrate it with everybody else's faith and everybody else's belief. And it's just beautiful beyond words so just before we went to break we were um talking about what 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 the service is or or what what um our our leaders here are doing now because most of them when i research them i'm going these aren't these aren't true blue pentecostals i've been to some of those uh, services and they're very different uh, and and I say that in a beautiful way they are so free of heart I, I don't know how else to describe it um, and their and their faith is so strong um, so Bishop Carlton Pearson how do you see the services that you're doing now and the reason I saved you for last is because yours have gone through tremendous transition tell us a little about that well, Pentecostalism is um, the extreme and exotic, extravagant form of fundamentalist Christianity. We're on the edge. We're really edgy people that are connected more with feeling than thinking. Um, I feel like the universe judges us less by what we 
feel than by what we think about what we feel. What Jonathan and DE and I have experienced is a new thought process. We are now thinking about what we feel and what we felt and why we felt it and what we think about what we feel right now. I merged my church with a Unitarian church. In fact, last Sunday, I had my choir come because we ordained one of my former members into the Unitarian Universalist tradition, uh, who's the same gender-loving man, and his husband was there, and they all used to go to my other church, but it was Don't Ask, Don't Tell, so that never came out, but we ordained him, and I brought the choir in, and when the choir got through singing, there was that high-frequency emotion mixed with the commotion of change and the devotion of spirituality. And I said to them, welcome to the All Souls Unicostal Church. <laughs> I caught them off guard and they all started laughing uh, because we, the whole Pentecostal thing is about transcendence, literally going into a trance or having some kind of an out-of-body uh, experience or expression. That's what drew uh, I think D.E. And, and Jonathan and me and others like us to the Pentecostal expression, not so much doctrine as experience. We believe in experiential Christianity, that we can experience what we consider to be God or God-likeness. And mm -hmm. so anywhere I go now, and, you know, there's this preoccupation with drugs. And now even in the state of Oklahoma, they're considering recreational pot. I call it the Garden of Whedon. <laughs> uh, uh, the leaves of the trees for the healing of the nation. But I don't denounce it because people are looking, seeking for something that transcends the constrictions and restrictions of the incarnation or incarceration of spirit and body. We long for the, for the liberty and the freedom to think, to feel, to be, to say, to do what religion, which means restraint, Religion means to, to be um, uh, somehow bound, not just together, but bound by an outer source. We as humans want that freedom. We, we desire it. We are free, but we don't believe it. We know we are, but we don't believe we are. So what we are doing, the three of us in particular, and these are my, some of my closest friends on the planet. I respect and admire these guys like flesh and blood and sometimes more intimately than that. Almost makes me... Uh, emotional to even say it. Uh, they're my, some of my closest sons, but um, we are, we feel guided and maybe in some ways guarded to be spokespersons for those who have not found the language, the literacy to express this deep desire for expansion and wantonness. So everywhere I go, whether it's Unitarian, uh, <laughs> New Thought, Unity, Phil Moore, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, Ernest Holmes, whatever it is, Reverend Ike, and we get into all these guys that have pricked our thinking and made us rethink, which is the word for repent. It means to rethink or reconsider or really after you thought, think again. We're at that think again thing. All of us are. So we can't, we can't stop or park where we are because we, we keep evolving and there's no evolution without dissolution. So something is dissolving around us and about us as we evolve and expand to the next region or the next iteration of who we are and who we aren't. Very fast. Beautifully said. And one of the things that, that, that I really picked up was your word language. 
And I think language is important because so many of us do the same things, but we use a different word for it. So we think that we're not connected. Language sometimes can really get in our way. And when you talk about the trance, I could just almost feel some of my uh, audience going, trance? Well, again, that's the language getting in the way. We pray. When we pray, we go into a form of trance to connect with our spirit guides, guardian angels, and higher power. Again, that language. So I'm switching the language out to be all-inclusive meta to those of you out there listening and watching right now. And for those of you who are still not there and still worried a little bit about the language, meditation, what I did with you at the beginning of this show was no different than what we're talking about right here. So take a deep breath, everything's okay, and stay with us here because we've got some really awesome stuff that we want to present to you and ask you to go beyond the language to actually embrace the concept. Good. So um, I wanna ask each of you because awakening is such, Again, that language, it's such a strong word, wonderful word for me. I believe dreams are the sacred doorways to our higher power, spirit guides, guardian angels in heaven. That our dreams keep us connected to where we were before we were born so that we can make sure that we stay on the right path. And as a three-time breast cancer survivor whose dreams diagnosed my illness, and then I had to go to the doctors and convince them to do tests to find it, I know dreams are a gift from God and they're here so that we don't get caught up in the bureaucracy and the language of the earth so that we can stay a little above that. And with that in mind, let me ask each of you again, and uh, we, we may have to stop in between to go to our next break. But the question is, what does awakening mean to you and how can that rise help us rise up in consciousness for all of our audience out there that are going does that mean woke no no don't let the language get in the way it's awakening and so let's start with you reverend john scott what is an awakening well let's let's to me i'd like to just tag on to what we just talked about with trance trance transcend transfer transform. So a sleep state is a, similar to a trance. It's a trance of sorts. You're in, you're, in, you're in transportation even while you're sleeping. So where are you transporting to and, and, and how you sleep is just as important as how you're awake. I mean, doctors are telling us now that what you're doing as you go to sleep would literally cause you to trans your form, to move beyond your form or above your form, and you will create a new formula of, of a way of life as you live in your awakened state. So when we talk about a trance, I, I personally uh, think that the awakened state is us transcending where we've been up to this point, waking up to a new reality. We're involved right now with an evolution of an upgrade, the whole planet. The last 30 years, according to many scientists now, we've experienced a 30 to 35% vibrational increase on the planet itself. And the earth is calling us to a higher place. Mother Earth has knocked on our door and said, wake up, baby, it's time for you to go to school. And so right now, that's what we're experiencing. So for me, being awake is, a, is, is just, only, on, honestly, it's about removing all of the things that have stood in my way. It's, it's rubbing my eyes and opening my eyes and seeing clearly 
what has always been there the whole time. There's nothing new happening, but I believe we're finally plugging into the strand of consciousness that is available to us throughout time because time is just a construct. And sometimes it destructs us because we're too locked into what we've experienced up to this point. For me, awakening is shaking off the sleep, allowing myself to yawn and move into a new day, a new experience. And, you know, what we're seeing with the whole woke movement, I know there's some folks freaked out about what woke means and what it doesn't mean, because these days we try to politicize everything. But the reality is the planet itself is upgrading. Humanity is upgrading. And as our minds upgrade, our bodies are also beginning to upgrade. We're experiencing an awakening mind, spirit, and body. And what does it mean to me? It just means to be totally aware of my true self. Mm, I love that. You know, uh, we, we, we tend um, sometimes to um, judge something that happens that, that we don't deem, uh, that we deem as being uh, evil, mean, or, or bad for us. But sometimes we forget to look past it. For instance, we were locked down. We were locked down from a disease that was changing us physically inside. And now suddenly, as we're coming out of that, we're having an awakening. And so what we're talking about right now, this awakening is a part of this universal shift. So um, uh, why don't you share your, 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 um, your opinions and, and how you feel about awakening with us on that as well, um, C.D. Pearson. For those of you who don't know, his initials are C.D. Pearson. I just want to get that in now. Silly <laughs> beat. Jesus is recorded to have said in scripture to Nicodemus, who visited him at night, uh, sort of exploring something he had experienced in the teachings or experienced with Jesus of scripture. And uh, he said, Master, we know you're a teacher sent from God because nobody could do these miracles except God be with him. And then Jesus said to him, hmm, you must be born again, dude. Uh, the word again is the Greek word anothen, where we get the English word another, or another ether, an ethereal awakening, a spiritual awakening. It has nothing to do with saying Jesus is Lord and Savior and I confess my sin. That's what evangelicals have made it. But that initial concept was you've had some kind of awakening, Nicodemus, because you recognize my Christology which identifies with your Christ consciousness or Christ likeness. You've had some kind of awakening. The problem with awakening is that, and I think there's a, far more people awake that admit they just keep pushing the snooze button. <laughs> uh, they're, they're awake. They, they woke up, but they just didn't get up because they're lazy. And so, um, and I've been through that myself. Uh, I'm encouraged that people are awakening they just repeat it, and I've done it myself, and I don't want to get up. I just push the snooze button. It's like, give me about 10 more minutes, and another 10 more minutes. <laughs> but there's, um, you're identifying, uh, Kathleen, that this amazing, uh, ethereal, esoteric, transcendent, transformative, sometimes transmuting awareness, awakeness and awareness at the same time. That's what I believe being born again is. Mm -hmm. I think the awakening is the new birthing of consciousness, a birth a new birthing in consciousness. And that's what's happening on a planetary basis, it's happening from all parts of the world, not just any particular religion, but
But all religions, especially in this 21st century, I was born halfway through the last century in 1953, and I'm 23 years into the new century. And I'm thinking this is not the same world I was born in 70 years ago. And I'm excited about Mm -hmm. this awakening. And uh, a wokeness is a reference to African vernacular about being non-racist and uh, non-bigoted toward marginalized people. So the people who are against being woke don't realize that uh, it's insulting for people of color for for you to denounce awakeness or wokeness because it's like you don't want you want to ignore or act like you're sleeping that I'm not hurt or hurting. Pentecost is not. Hold about- on, We're, we we have to go to another break, so I'm going to come back to you to finish up on that, uh, Bishop okay. Carlson. Just as soon as as we get back, you are watching. Dreaming Healing on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, and I'm your host, Cat Cannabis. Don't go away. We'll be right back. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than 1 million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. Why are we here? How can we be happy? Questions asked from millennials to boomers. Crappy to happy. Sacred stories of transformational joy answers them using true stories of grit, grace, and love. James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, wrote in the foreword, This book is a seminar about emerging truths and offers grounded solutions through the art of the comeback. Dr. Bernie Siegel, a contributing author, wrote, Bodies die, but spirits and consciousness survive and recycle. So, grab some tissues, open your book, and prepare to cry and laugh till it heals. Crappy to Happy by Reverend Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and booksellers worldwide. Darkest hours to brightest moments. Transformation from despair to happiness. And chaos to clarity. Real people, real pain, real healing. Life-threatening illness, death, abusive relationships, divorce, and overcoming addiction are challenges these men and women faced head-on. See how they emerged stronger and happier. Buy the new book, Chaos to Clarity, Sacred Stories of Transformational Change, by Rev. Patricia Caginello and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available on sacredstoriespublishing.com and worldwide through Amazon and other retailers. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. 
Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Dreaming Healing on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. I'm your host, Kat Cannabis, and we're talking about awakening right now, awakening versus woke. You know, we talked about how woke is one thing, and, but awakening is uh, woke on steroids, basically. It's, it's the whole world is awakening right now after coming in, out of lockdowns, coming out of illness. Uh, our whole lives have been shuffled around, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I can say that from my heart because I just lost my brother to COVID uh, two weeks ago. So I'm talking from a place of my dad always said, when it's your time to die, nothing is going to save you. And if it's not your time to die, nothing is going to kill you. So I have to believe that all of our friends, loved ones and family that that chose to leave the earth at this time did so by choice because they chose to go at that time before they were even born. And up until then, nothing could have killed them. So I don't hold anybody responsible and I don't have bad feelings because, hey, you know, secret here, they're not good for you. It's like eating bad food. Don't do it. So just before the break, we were talking with, with uh, uh, Bishop uh, Pearson about um, what awakened awakening means to him because awakened means it already happened. Awakening means it's happening right now. And that's what I believe is happening right now because we're going to tie this all into an amazing conference that's going to be happening in a very short period of time. And if you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love what is going to happen there. So uh, Bishop Pearson, you want to wrap that up really quick because we had to go to break <laughs> and, but you were on a great train of thought. When you're, when you're asleep in a darkened room and somebody comes in and turns the bright light on, it's very aggravating. The light is too bright and the, the, the eyes and body hasn't acclimated to it. It's all right in a little bit, but it's so bright. And so we come in with some of the things we say, it is so bright. People say, turn that light out. You know, let me go back to sleep. And then you're sluggish when you wake up. But the longer you are awake, the more you're comfortable with being woke. Uh, so it's a process. It's incremental. I was saying about Pentecost, and I'll, I'll end with this. Pentecost uh, is not so much about speaking in tongues. It's about understanding. They were they were overwhelmed because they understood in their languages. We talked earlier about language. There is a new lingo, a new language, a new way of expressing and experiencing life. And we're learning how to identify with another person's pain or pathos or path. We're identifying with the traveling and the journeys and the journals before we adjourn. <laughs> he spoke of death. We must all live. We must all die. We must all live until we die. And then most of us believe we get to live again in a different iteration, a reiteration or a new iteration of expression and experience. We could go on about that forever. But anyway, this is all about understanding, even if it means developing a new language or at least relating to a new form of communication. And, you know, our language grows all the time. It's it's very fluid. We we didn't have the the, the word uh, iPhone or cell phones what, 20 years ago. We didn't know what that was. Our language is changing and we must change with that language. And I don't know about you, but when I talk to my cats, 
people probably think I'm I'm in a Pentecostal church because I make all kinds of weird noises and they make all kinds of weird noises back. And we have a communication going on there. Ah, 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 that's good. Great. <laughs> so, Great. you know, what, 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 I even talk to my trees and I, I talk to my little hummingbirds and, and they respond. So we, we have more than one language in life. Use them all. So, uh, Reverend Polk, tell us what is your your concept of awakening? Well, awakening really is about awakening to the self, uh, the awareness of the self. We are not our thoughts. We are not the thinker of the thoughts. We are the awareness. We are the observer of the thinker who is having the thoughts. And so, in that way, we are not our beliefs. We are not our doctrines, our dogmas. We are the spirit capable of having, considering, clearing out, and really actually getting rid of all the stuff. So I think it's I think it's interesting, uh, Kath, that behind your left shoulder, there is a uh, a Picasso. Uh, if it's a real Picasso, I want to. We need to be friends. If it's a print, then you're a little bit more like me. <laughs> I had that same um, I had that same Picasso in my house for 20 years, Kath. And the image there is actually of a woman who is looking into a mirror and seeing something that is skewed. She's not seeing the accurate uh, vision or version of herself. And so it is reminiscent that all of us see the world, we see others, and we even see ourselves through some type of filter, bias, uh, prejudice, projection of the past, pain, um, whatever those things are. It's, a, it's an interesting conversation about wokeness and awakeness because what we're, what we're holding in tension here is uh, a, a disparate juxtaposition between neoliberalism and wokeness. And if you'll give me 30 seconds, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of, I'll unpack that for you. There's some nuance here. Neoliberalism is what's assigned mostly to middle class or upper class white America that is concerned with things like the environment, uh, recycling, animal rights, um, you know, things that are, uh, as Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith might encourage us, you can't really think on a higher plane until you're out of survival mode, okay? Wokeness is the voice of the oppressed masses, the disenfranchised, the marginalized, that are not really as concerned about cage-free eggs and uh, cows that are allowed to roam free as they are with human lives. And so what we hold in, uh, in this beautiful tension that I, I really do call beautiful because I think it's all a part of the awakening process is that, yes, I'm a dog lover. You know, I, I speak to my dogs as you speak to your cats. My dog and I this morning saved a little bird that was caught into a, a gutter at our church and uh, posted it on the on Instagram. We've already got hundreds of likes on it, you know. And so that is my white privilege neoliberalism connecting to a little bird that is trapped while homeless people walk the street past my church. And so. It is a necessary tension, as Buddha might, as Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha might encourage us to hold these truths in a tension, not to go to the extreme of wokeness or to another extreme of neoliberalism that's only concerned with environmentalism and, you know, cage-free eggs that cost us $12 a, a dozen now for some reason, but to, but to hear the voice of all of it. And that's why every voice is included uh, at the table of expanded consciousness. Martin Luther King um, reminds us that protest is the voice of the silence. And so there is a pendulum swing. There is a ball that's been held beneath the, the surface of the water that is exploding up as Jesus uh, exploded onto the scene and said, the Mosaic law is ridiculous. You couldn't follow it. Your forefathers couldn't follow it. And you're, now you're putting a vice, uh, 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 an albatross around the neck of the next generation. 
but but all of those those ebbs and flows, as Bishop Pearson would remind us, it is the it is a stew. It is the sweet. It's the salty. It's the bitter. It's the it's all of that that comes in together where the white privileged mind can hear the voice of the oppressed. The oppressed can hear the voice of the. We all need to hear that voice in that pendulum that swings from one extreme to the other, we'll find a place of sacred space that we call the middle way. That's what I know uh, is happening uh, in this time. Good. You know, that, that's, that's amazing. And, and it brings to mind uh, one, of my, one of my instructors when I was at, a, at a, a spiritual school said, you have to remember because some of us were getting annoyed. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, confession time. Um, I, we were getting annoyed with some of the other uh, students. And I remember she, she said to us, you have to remember something. Some of you here are going to be in the freshman class of high school. And others of you are going to be kindergartners. And you are going to have trouble communicating because one person has an advanced language to them and another person is learning that language. But the bottom line is you're all here to learn. And maybe what you in high school need to learn is how to reconnect with the kindergartners. That's life everywhere you go. And when you find that you're not able to communicate with someone, ask yourself, what do I need to do to be able to be accepting of this person without having to use language, which is something we were talking about e earlier. And the answer is actions. Love is an action. It's not a language. And we're all on this planet together. So we need to use that love. So we're coming up to you know, the last part uh, of this section, and I want to get into this next part that's that's really important, which is how is um, this event, the awakening, rising into consciousness, how do you see this event being a benefit to the universe, basically? Because I believe that it, at events like this, it's not just us here on the earth plane who show up. It's our relatives who show up as well to stand beside us and say, here, during meditation, we can reach out and reconnect with each other, which is the ultimate goal of being alive. So let's start with you, Reverend John Scott. And I did hear that, that uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith is going to be a part of this event as well. Yes. So, you know, when we when we started talking about having events here in 2023, you know, I'm just one of these guys that still believes people want to get together, that people want to be in a space where they can encourage each other. There's a scripture in the Christian New Testament that talks about it being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And that cloud, we know now that everything is in the cloud. Um, if you have an iPhone or if you have an ouch phone or whatever kind of phone you might have, it's all in the cloud in some way. And I wanted to create an opportunity for people to get together around a particular vibration. And what I was feeling in my soul was not awakened as if it has ended, but awakening as if it's ongoing. And that rising into consciousness is just what I saw in my mind as I began to talk about awakening. And I couldn't think of any 
better people than the people that I love and respect the most in this life to be a part of this because I knew the vibration they would be bringing. And yes, Dr. Michael Beckwith um, is coming, uh, going to be sharing with us during that weekend, Dr. LaCara Foster, who is a very interesting prophetess, psychic, somebody who is uh, um, uh, connected in that way. And her journey is going to be ex just fun to experience and be around. It'll just be the first time I've met her in person. I met her through podcast uh, Bishop Pearson. And then, of course, Bishop Pearson and um, uh, Pastor D.E. Polk. We literally are in a text group that we, we send each other crazy, ridiculous, and funny videos all the time. So we're constantly in communication. But when I have them close to me and can hug their necks, it's just very meaningful. And I love these two so much. Um, and then our, a friend of ours, Maggie Alderman, who's going to be coming over from um, Central Florida, First Unity or Unity of Central Florida, is going to be sharing as well. It's going to be a wonderful event that includes multicultural food, multicultural expression and music and art. Uh, there's going to be a, a full on New Thought concert on that Friday night. But so many wonderful presenters, including the, the beautiful people who have been on your show today. And how do how can our audience get tickets to this? Where can they go to find it quickly? We have about like 30 seconds before we've got to go. Yeah, absolutely. So firstunity.org, but firstunityevents.com is a new landing page, firstunityevents.com. And you'll be able to locate all of that information there. Thank you guys so much for being on the show with us today. This has been such a pleasure. And I have another show that I think I'd like to try and get you on. My, it's actually my husband's show, Quantum Spirituality, because I think that you guys as a panel would be awesome. Thank you, everybody listening tonight. Remember, Everybody dreams, some dreams save lives. Make sure you, dream, you write yours down. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us this evening. And a big thanks to our producer. Tune in next time to Dreaming Healing for more cutting-edge research, live dream interpretations, and stories with radio host and award-winning author, Cat O'Keefe Cannabis. Listen every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Time with call-in live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Remember, everyone dreams, but some dreams save lives. Live your dreams. Find more about Cat at Kathleen O'Keefe cannabis.com that's kathleen with a k o-k-e-e-f-e-k-a-n-a-v-o-s or the queen of dreams on google search this is dream vision 7 radio network uniting mankind with universal love our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.